Hey, hey, what's up, listeners of the Millennial Movie Club podcast? Jazz here. Just dropping in to tell you that this episode may sound a little bit different. It's not the clear, crispy audio that you might be used to, but in order to connect with our guest this week, we had to switch up our recording methods a little bit. But let me tell you, it was worth it. We had a blast on this episode, and we think you're really going to love it. Thanks for sticking with us, and enjoy this episode of Millennial Movie Club. Hurry up, your favorite show's about to start. Grab a Capri Sun, some Dunkaroos, and settle in for another episode of The Millennial Movie Club. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Millennial Movie Club podcast. I'm, oh, fuck, what's my fun fact? I just had it. Oh, oh, okay, no, I got it. This We do this every fucking week. Okay. I'm Jess Apatos, and after I watched Parent Trap, I wanted one of those cool, like, shorter hair pieces in the front, and instead of alerting my mom to this by going and getting scissors out of a child-locked drawer, I chewed them off. I bit. Oh. I ate through my own hair. Oh, <laughs> no. myself like the little front. <laughs> so it was exactly teeth length. Like that's how that's. Uh... Yeah, it was. Yeah, basically as short as my mouth length from my forehead. <laughs> wow, I can't can't follow that one up. And I'm Dan Levine. And when I went to summer camp, I got sun poisoning so bad that I looked like I had like scales on my face and my hands, oh, and I had to geez. wear uh, like a hat and gloves. All of, the whole time, I didn't meet like many girls or anything. We are vile on this episode. Oh my wow. god! Wow, I'm gonna bring the energy down a little bit. <laughs> my name's Nicole Travolta, and I used to trade my lunchable for a boy's Nutrigrain bar underneath the slide. And I'm pretty sure at the time, I thought I was having sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> Wow, that's so romantic. It It is very romantic. It was a blueberry Nutrigrain bar. It's so funny because I'm sure he thinks he got a great deal. Like, yeah, a full lunch. Yeah, he got like a full lunch, and I got a Nutrigrain bar, but it was like so specific, and he always had them, and we would trade them, and it was like, thanks. Thanks. And he got your virginity. I fully am like, oh, I totally banged the sky when I (laughs) soared. I love that. Well, we clearly have an unfamiliar but lovely voice chiming in today. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Millennial Movie Club, Miss Nicole Travolta. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Nicole is an LA-based actress, comedian, content creator. You may know her from her epic character impression work on the internet as of late. Elizabeth Holmes. She absolutely kills it. Ruth from Ozark. Yeah. And God, it kills me. It kills me, my cup of tea. So thank you for joining us today, Nicole. So great to have you. Great introduction. I'm so (laughs) glad that my deranged brain brought me to this podcast. (laughs) You're in good company here amongst the weirdos. It's really Um, is like the weirder, the better, right? Who wants to be normal anymore? 
Right. I'm I just boring. want to have gloves boring. on my hands. And <laughs> that scaled child at camp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nicole, I have to ask because I'm, and I'm sure you get this question all the time, but like you're a Travolta, any relation whatsoever, only because we just did face off. Oh, that's so funny. Yes, he is my uncle. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Are Jazz you is going to have a heart, a- heart attack. Yeah, because. I didn't even know that about you. And I really thought you were just going to be like, no, uh, <laughs> I get that question a lot, but no, I'm too stupid yeah. to even think that on this podcast, at least once an episode, we talk about how my sexual awakening was John Travolta as Danny <laughs> Zuko in Greece. So the fact that I am now like two degrees separation away. This is the way to build rapport. It's yes. just hit on your uncle. Yes, uncle. <laughs> I promise if we like become very close friends, this will not be an issue. Okay. Totally. Um, it seems like it'll just be totally fine and totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> seems like you're going to control that. Totally fine. <laughs> this episode's not about your uncle, Nicole. It's all about you and Lindsay Lohan. So yes. we're already being upstaged by Lindsay Lohan. First and last time we'll talk about your uncle tonight. This I promise you. (laughs) This I promise you. What a great hit. What a great hit. Why don't we set the scene, shall we? Absolutely. The description of this movie reads, In this update of a 1961 film, twins Annie and Hallie are strangers until happenstance unites them. The preteen girl's divorced parents, Nick and Elizabeth, are living on opposite sides of the Atlantic, each one child. After meeting at camp, American Hallie and British-raised Annie engineer an identity swap, giving both the chance to spend time with the parent they've missed. If the scheme works, it might just make the family whole again. That was like That's a it. 35 year in the making honing of that perfect paragraph because yeah. that's it. That's it in a nutshell. This movie has 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, which it's I so thought- amazing. Like Because I feel like so a lot good. of those movies back in that time don't really get that high of a rating, especially yeah. like these sort no. of movies. I mean, I've seen this movie probably a thousand times and I <laughs> really don't know if that's an exaggeration. Fair, fair. And yeah. to be honest, like I'm almost looking at that now and being like, it almost feels that like that's a little low for me because, or the percentage, not the number of times you've watched. Yeah. I was going to say what? That makes sense. But the 86%, because rewatching this movie, I was really like getting ready for some cringiness from so almost anything you would get from a movie from 1998, 1999. But it aged so well. Like, like I a fine really, line. A like fine a fine California wine. Chardonnay. Yeah. Yeah. Straight from the vineyard. (laughs) Talking about our cast and creative team here. This movie was directed and co-written by Nancy Myers, who's known for other works such as Father of the Bride, What Women Want, Something's Got to Give. I mean, basically our Lord and Savior. Yes. Yes. We praise her and (laughs) bow down. (laughs) Yes. Correct. Um, Speaking of other just, I mean, idols of the industry, this movie launched the career of Lindsay Lohan, which seems insane because she's always been famous, but sweet young Untainted Lindsay Lohan plays Annie and Hallie. We know her from Freaky Friday, Life Size, mm. Herbie Fully Loaded, Mean Girls, some of the most iconic of movies of our childhood. Of all time. Of all mm-hmm. time, of many childhoods. She would soon become more renowned for her troubled tabloid baiting private life, but she's back, baby. She's, she's like, back. she's making a comeback. She's in Greece, right? I know what you're talking about. Her Greece club. Yeah. The club Wait, in it's Greece. It's a club? Yeah. Oh, oh, Greece. Yes. I'm I'm stuck on Greece. Like 
with an oh, S. No, no, no. No, I thought <laughs> We're you passed that Greece in I was like, really? I don't think she's gonna be in any upcoming redos of Greece. That's what I heard. That's no. what I thought too. I'm like, I think you're wrong. And then I'm, I'm like so thinking sorry. that she's sandy or something in this like new thing. I'm like, no, I don't think that's right. Oh, in my mind. That'd be well, I said we were gonna stop talking about your uncle. So if you could please <laughs> leave him out of this so I can focus, I would appreciate it. Okay, sorry. So, <laughs> yeah, she did, she has a reality show and it was interesting because she also went through like a phase where she was speaking in like a different living in Greece and speaking in a different (laughs) accent which is kind of like my dream like to move somewhere else because I love accents and stuff like that like if I could just so Madonna so Madonna and she was like there's video of her in Greece like talking in this really (laughs) bizarre accent and it's yes. so interesting. She like fully formed into a different human being. Correct. Yeah. So she opened, I I just did some fact checking. It's a new beach club in Mykonos called Lohan Beach House. Of course. Effectively my dream. So yeah, that's all I was getting at. <laughs> <She> <laughs> we went on a whole, we were, yeah. we were so confused. Dan and I are like, what? I, yeah, I was falling for a second there, but <laughs> just got I left was in embarrassed the for half a second. I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> fucking up. No, um, I was right. So enough of that. Speaking of other sexual awakenings <laughs> for me, our dad, Nick, played by a young, delicious Dennis Quaid. The handsomest. He gave me some PQs in this movie. He's like near perfect in this movie. It truly, yeah. he's really has this like this amazing dad vibe, but also like you want to kind of sit on his face. Yes. Yeah, it's got to be both. Yeah, you're hardcore Dill vibe. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. This whole movie, I was just like, Natasha Richardson, you idiot. Bless your soul in heaven. But what, like, how did you let this man slip through your fingers? And they never really fucking explain it, but yeah. we can get into that. She's great too, though. They're just a power couple. They're yeah. both yes. incredibly good looking, f- nice, funny, rich. They're just like, Perfect. Dan has the hots for pretty much every mom in every movie right. that we talk about. So I would imagine that this is not an exception. This Whoa. could be the genesis, possibly. <laughs> yeah. This could be yeah. peaking for you. Yes. Flawless. Yeah. yeah. We know Dennis Quaid from other movies like The Right Stuff, Traffic, The Rookie, Yours, Mine, and Ours, another hot dad role of his. He is opposite dear sweet Natasha Richardson, who plays mom slash Elizabeth. She was the daughter of famous actress Vanessa Redgrave, which I did not know about. Hmm. Um, we knew her from her work in Cabaret, Made in Manhattan, The White Countess. Uh, tragically, at age 45, she died in a skiing accident. Oh, leaving this was behind, the craziest thing oh ever. Oh, my God. Yeah, leaving what? behind her husband, Liam Neeson. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. it was really sad. Like, such a tragic thing. Skiing well, has taken this. some of the most legendary artists of our time. I don't know if I can forgive the sport. It's just scary. I can't believe they just let us do that. Like let us up on a mountaintop and just go for it, man. It's insane. It's insane. Of course, we have probably one of the most iconic characters of all time. Elaine Hendricks, who plays the awful and incredible Meredith. So this good. role was like probably the highlight of her career. I mean, she was just legendary in this part. Born we also, oh yeah, we know her from Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. That's the best. And Superstar. Also the best. Yes. Also the best. The best. Also the best. And then just some other notable cast members include Lisa Ann Walter as Jesse, Simon Coons as Martin the Butler, and Maggie Wheeler as Marv's Culp, the junior camp director, who we also known as Janice from Friends. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. 
Such Which, a pleasant well, surprise. I actually didn't really even realize that, honestly. Her Janice and Friends character looks so specific. Like Janice is Janice that I really didn't even realize that that was the same person. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have if I hadn't just seen her. I mean, not just, but recently saw her on the Friends reunion as like a normal person and just like heard the sound of her voice when she's talking normally because it's true. Like Janice is just its own entity and you forget she's like an actual normal living right. woman. Cool. Any fun facts, Daniel, that you want to hop in with? I didn't want to stop you, but just a couple. So Mara Wilson, our friend of the pod, Mara Wilson auditioned for dual roles, but was passed over because she wasn't old enough, I guess. They also had Scarlett Johansson, Alex McKenna, Michelle Trachtenberg. So a bunch of different like major, wow. major uh, younger women actors. And then- That could have been so different. It would have been much different. And then for the the uh, for Nick, I think it's David Hasselhoff, Kurt Russell, Patrick Swayze, Bill Murray, Jeff Daniels, like anyone you could think of. Adam Sandler it doesn't Adam make any Sandler? sense. That doesn't make that's, sense. That's yeah. the one. It that's the stuff. one for me that I was like, no. All the rest, it's like, yes, I can see sort of right. like a rotating like wheel. Patrick like, Swayze for sure. I oh, feel definitely. Like see, you David know, Hasselhoff would be like he's a similar type, but I feel like would be probably distracting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I think, ooh, no, they chose right. They chose, they chose right because right. he again feels like he's got like that dad. He is a dad. Yes. He's gorgeous, but he has a dad vibe too. And you have like Patrick Swayze to me is gorgeous, but he doesn't really have like that dad vibe to me. No, and Dennis, Dennis Quaid is like screaming dad. Like, yeah. He it's comes so natural to him when he like calls her like squirt and stuff and is like palling around dad. So and perfect. It's, it's the best part. So three years after they filmed the movie, Lisa Ann Walker, who's Chessie, coincidentally had identical twin boys who were born on October 11th. What? Whoa. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unless That's the internet's so- lying. No, no, that, no, no, that's probably true. It's the simulation, you guys. It's like it is. Whole, We're in it's the, matrix. the universe. It's <laughs> all the things. Wow. There are no accidents. That is that's true. Wild. Oh, wow, wow. Wow. I love her. She's in that new show, Abbott Elementary, I think, as well. She's so good in this movie, She's though. So She's good in this perfect. movie. She we all is. need a Jesse. Like, yes. even just like, I mean, I know she was like their butler, Jesse, but just like, we need a <laughs> Jesse in our lives. Well, we were just talking about this on Mrs. Doubtfire, where like every movie from the 90s where there was a nanny, whether it be Mrs. Doubtfire, Harriet the Spy, this movie, it's like even those of us who are lucky enough, like I had a mom at home and I was still like, I wish I had a nanny because they just made the nannies seem like just the best, especially Jesse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just sassy and just. Yeah. Do I think she could have done a little better romantically in this movie? Yes. percent But, but we of, do love that we do love them. She got charmed. Yeah. yeah. She did. It's that love British that. je ne sais quoi. Yes, exactly. Je ne sais quoi. I'm sure we have many, many thoughts around this movie, as did the critics. I pull three reviews, usually three reviews for every movie. We start with just like a pretty normal one. Just because, like, everybody was pretty, like, fair game about this movie. It was just kind of straightforward. Joe Layden from Variety wrote, New pick is slick. Sentimental and exceptionally well cast with enough cross-generational appeal to suggest strong commercial potential, which I agree with. This is another one of those movies that it's like it was great for kids, but there was also like there was some adult stuff going on. Whereas like now as grownups, we can appreciate that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
I'd love to go through and read all the Nancy Myers movies, their reviews on them, just to see how they all sort of compare to each other in that way. But this one specifically, I think like you do, you watch it as a kid and you love it so much. Then as you get older, you watch it again. And there's so many more things that you could relate to a little bit more, Mm -hmm. understand a little bit more. It grows with you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really do feel like, you know, watching it for the podcast, I was enjoying it so much. I really don't feel like just because of the nostalgia. Like I, first of all, when I started watching it, I was like astounded by how many lines I knew. I'm like, man, I know this whole movie. I must've watched it like a hundred times, but also it wasn't just nostalgia that was making it good. It's just a really great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like didn't want to write notes. I was just like really enjoying it, which is like kind of, I don't want to say it's rare on this podcast, but this one for sure, I think is more of just like one of those movies you can watch over and over again. And it always feels, I don't know. It almost feels like the first time you're watching it or something and it just hits in different spots, but never bad, always good. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I want to say like, this is, although we have reviewed some absolute classics on this podcast so far, this movie probably has the least cringy moments out of any of them that we've done. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I didn't see anything that was embarrassing. There's nothing that anything. made me feel perfect. like, oh, yuck. You know, Mrs. Doubtfire, Jurassic Park, like these movies that are, are again, classic, iconic. We love them. Love but them. there are definitely some moments in all of those that are like, Okay. Yeah, there's things that like don't age well at all. Yeah. Yes. Roger Ebert agreed giving this movie three out of four stars, writing Myers and Shire, who is Myers' ex-husband, who they used to work on movies a lot together, have specialized in light domestic comedies, and they make this into a good one. A family picture that's not too soppy for adults. My only reservation involves the ear piercing scene, which I suspect will lead to an epidemic of do-it-yourself home surgery. It absolutely Correct. One thousand percent, yes. I think I even tried to do that. Oh my God. Yeah, I think I even tried to do it and I couldn't, but I think my, <laughs> my friend Ashley and I used to watch this movie together over and over and over again. And we would do little things like, like I'm pretty positive we tried to do that yeah. with the apple and stuff. I think oh, it's yeah. because they gave you two specific instructions. Like everything was there, you know, oh, yeah. you didn't have so to easy. look up anything. Step step. Yeah. We'll have to do a poll. Did you pierce your own ear? After there we yeah. go. Yeah. You that's a good you. one. Jazz, yeah. for our first live episode, I promise that you can pierce my ear exactly like that if you want to. <gasps> yes. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Nicole, you're witnessing this. You better do it. I really will. I'll do it. Yeah. You better do it. She screamed though. It sounded horrible, but I think it's not going to be too bad. I feel like now as an adult though, getting your ears pierced, I just don't feel like it hurt. That stuff no. hurts like it did when you were a kid. You have anxiety not. around Dan, it. You have like a hundred tattoos, you know, right. like I just, I can't imagine think. it's that bad. I'm I guess ready. you'll find out. Get the You're going to find Get out. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course we save the worst for last, which is a Amazon review that I've pulled oh, this wow person did not love this movie. One star review, they write a couple gets divorced for no reason that's ever explained and decide to take each of their twin daughters with them so as to never communicate with each other again. Subsequently, both parents appear to forget they ever had a second child, never bother to tell either twin that the other exists or discuss them with their missing parent. That is the ridiculous premise upon which the parent trap is built. If you can get beyond the glaring flaws in the plot, you'll be impressed by the cast. Lindsay Lohan is exceptional. Even her English accent is flawless which is especially commendable as it's the only accurate reference to England in the entire film. Annie's relationship with her butler is too intimate for a professional relationship and their handshake ritual is frankly ridiculous, as is the pairing with said butler with Butch Nanny. Whoa. An odd film, not badly made, but still odd. It trivializes divorce and its repercussions in the context of family entertainment. In the real world, parents like these should have been trapped by social services. 
wow. Okay. Wow. Wow, I mean, indeed. They have kind of a good point about not letting the kids see <laughs> yeah. one another and never know anything about it. So when I was rewatching it this time, I really was like trying to think about that. It makes virtually no sense. Like no, it, it makes no sense. And then there is this like, why would you separate them? And th- because it didn't seem like they didn't like each other that much, like to not right. be in each Nothing other's happened. lives like that. Yeah. So there's a hole there that makes no sense. And also I also thought what's sort of funny is when these two, I mean, young or not, they found each other at camp. How they're like, your birthday's on October 11th? No way! My birthday's on October 11th. And I'm like, you still don't know your twin? Like, like, it took way too long. Right away. Way too long like, to I'm acknowledge. Like, when I watch it this time, I'm like, this is a long time to look identical to someone <laughs> and have virtually no idea that you are siblings right yeah and then she takes the high road it's like Hallie what twins like you figure that out one second before I did don't act like you're the smartest person in the world for figuring right this out. honestly like that was the struggle for me this watch was because I was watching the incredible Natasha Richardson I'm watching the gorgeous Dennis Quaid and I'm like "Ooh, you guys are actually kind of fucking insane and terrible parents who does that? Who do, like, yeah, only people who are running weird experiments on people. Those are the only people who do that. And like, that's the thing that gets me is that it's not even so much like we're going to not talk to each other or whatever, but you have another child that you just kind of wrote off out of your life. Yeah, it's tough, but. I mean, but we love the movie so much. Yeah, we right. love the movie so much. It's a really big hole, but mm. I feel like no one really addressed it. And we we're like, eh, they cast it so okay. well. You forgive them. Yeah, you just forgive them. They're so freaking likable. It's just like, I honestly feel bad because if that person just wasn't able to get past that, like glaring irresponsible hole, they weren't able to like enjoy this really awesome movie. And if you just put it aside for one second, be like, I know it's a little stupid and silly, but like it makes for a really fantastic plot. And I mean, also like this original plot was like from the sixties where I think people were like, well, yeah, of course, take my other kid. I don't give a shit. Like (laughs) nobody (laughs) was just not the same. It's not. Yeah. 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 I will never understand it, but I'm like not holding it against them. Whereas I feel like if that same movie came out now and it was first out, I would be like, what? Me right. too. That's a very good point. <laughs> you know what it I mean? Like it was acceptable fly. then, but now if I were to watch it, it wouldn't be okay. No. Yep. Absolutely. Nope, certainly you know? not. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like, we just is clearly, we don't give a shit. Like it's part of our job on this podcast to kind of like tear into the plot holes of, of the movies that we watched. And today we're just like, we forgive you. It's really forgiving. I mean, like I said, even rewatching it, I'm like, this really makes no sense. But for some reason, I don't um, care. No, <laughs> I don't care at all. No, super yeah. no. Let's dive on into the plot then. We open on a cruise ship, the Queen Elizabeth II, sailing the high seas. We have this adorable montage of two darling young people getting married, signing their marriage certificate. I'm also assuming based on like the very brief information we get about this that they met on that cruise. So what, like got married within a week? Is this what oh, we're yeah, saying? Yeah, right. Because they did say they met on the cruise. They met, they were next to one another, right? So yeah. yeah. And so they fell in love and had like a very speedy married at sea. 
Married at Sea. I never put two and two together. It was like crazy to see these opening credits and to see introducing Lindsay Lohan. Like, oh, right. Yeah. yeah, right. Iconic moment. I just love that song too. Oh, is so the way the best. probably playing oh, right okay. now. You should have to have it playing the whole time. <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> just okay. have it playing throughout the whole thing. People will never get sick of it. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> How to lose your followers in one episode. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Play this song the entire time. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like they'll start to like it after a while and then they'll go back to hating it. It's a process. Hate us. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Ruining movies and now songs for you. Right. Yes. 2022. You're welcome. <laughs> so we flash forward to 11 years and nine months later. And we are now at Camp Walden where we meet Hallie, who is clearly ahead of her time. She's sassy, making references to Lucy and Ethel, which to me just goes to show she's been raised in a house full of adults with no other children. Right. And right off the bat, lets us know that she and her dad own a vineyard together. Classic. Coolest life ever. Coolest Fucking life ever. Coolest Between life the ever. two of them, they have like oh. two of the best lives ever. Yeah, ever. absolutely. I mean, but that ever. vineyard house is the craziest thing. I bet like the dream would be to grow up there. It's I was so going to awesome. ask this later, but I'll might as well ask it now. Vineyard house or the London mansion Ooh. flat? I don't want to call it a flat because it just looks massive. I'm going vineyard house. I've got to. Oh, God. I'm a struggle because I'm such a city girl. I don't know how long I would survive, but maybe not. I don't know. You own a vineyard. You can go and do whatever the hell you want. Like Have a bunch of people over. All yeah, the time. I love the London, like that sort of life. You could pick the vineyard house and then find out that you have a mom. That's a good point. Who yeah. lives in London, and then <laughs> yeah, so then you get both at the same time, which is the most ideal. We're not going to live in the land of either or anymore. We're going and both. all the way. Yeah, you can have it all. Have it all. You have to choose. These fucking twins. <laughs> Last life. Oh God. So a limo pulls up, of course, and we meet Martin and young Annie. And I do have to say, I was expecting to be like really like Ugh, when she started speaking with a British accent, but she did a great job. Yeah, she did yeah. a really great job. Yeah. I had to look up. I tried to look up on like Reddit what people thought of it. And most mostly people like she did a pretty phenomenal job for at least for someone her age. Like she was a child. I mean, she was legitimately a child, and yeah. to be able yeah. to get that in like one of your first roles, it's amazing. This is a good a time as any to say this is an unbelievable feat for a child actor. To yes. Do both of these characters have two different characters that you can switch between and also do a good job at both of them? Right. That's pretty amazing. Right. Well, he actually couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> right. No, that's why when Lindsay Lohan, I mean, it's so par for the course with a lot of these young kid actors when she took a hard turn. It was so sad because I feel she is, was at that time. And then I thought would be so, such a talented, like keep growing. Mm -hmm. But it's just so hard. Like that kind of fame, I think just 
And I especially, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and especially with that generation too, it just the paparazzi. And I mean, now we have like social media, which is a whole different thing, but I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but there's like less of that. I feel like because everyone's their phones out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel similarly. And I also, it made me think because I was watching her be very good. Yeah. It kind of made me feel like maybe it was inevitable that she went off the rails a little bit only because when I see a young person who is so on top of their shit and in control and clearly hardworking and dedicated to the thing and like a little bit of a perfectionist, I feel like at a certain point, there's going to be a time where you have to crack open a little bit or like Mm -hmm. you get a taste of like being a normal kid or just like doing some things you shouldn't. And then it's like, oh, fuck that. Like I've been living like an adult as a kid. I can barely deal with the nothing stresses of my own life. Like I I can't imagine, you know, having to it's like okay you got mean girls the biggest movie of the year you have to completely carry it everyone thinks that you're going to be the next a-list actor mm-hmm. and also you can't be seen having a good time and yeah. if you do they're, they're going to rip you apart you. Yeah. Yep. yeah it's a lot of pressure at least we can say she was and is talented you know yeah. it wasn't like the kind of like child star that just like tumbled into it and then just got right. like yeah. Wrapped up in a party. She earned her party time. You know? Yeah, she did. Fun fact. Do you know the boy that's lost, like who goes to the girls camp, but by <laughs> yes. accident? Uh, that's Lindsay Lohan's brother. <gasps> oh, I did know that. I, I forgot. But yes, about I did that. know that. That's so funny. Because <laughs> yeah. he shows up and he's like, I thought this was a boys camp. But then they keep him there for the summer. Like he <laughs> It's shows really up great. They like love him. It's such a great I little the comedic through line. I love the it. Camp mascot. Man, yeah, it's so great. He probably very quickly realized what an incredible position he was in. <laughs> he never seemed to really grasp it. I don't think. No, <laughs> no. Like you are at sleepaway camp, sir. <laughs> and you can say anything you want, like when you come back home, because no one's ever going to be able to fact check you. You know, <laughs> so, I had that's true. No one can fact check you. You can literally say anything, and it won't matter. <laughs> Oh, and one more. The handshake that they do, the two actors came up with it and it took them like three hours to like create and learn. I'm really glad because I always had an inkling that if they didn't create it themselves, it would have been kind of like this manufactured like Hollywood cuteness. I'm really glad that that was actually two real people. It very genuine. It just gives them the freedom to make it their own, which I Mm -hmm. think is so special and especially such a movie like that where that authenticity is so important so it can feel like something they do every day. Here's a question how many people in the world right now do you think can do that handshake oh Ooh, that's a o- tough over five thousand. <laughs> i don't know what, what's how many <laughs> what are you thinking here i mean i would say there are probably some girls who grew up on this movie who learned it with their best friends and from time to time like at a bachelorette party are like let's do this yeah, yeah of we never my friend ashley and i never learned it because we did watch it so religiously but mm-hmm. we never i don't think we ever like really did it. I tried to do it today with my girlfriend. We got maybe half and not even really. It was like we got the first part yeah. <laughs> and the last I, part. That was kind well, of Well, new goal on our- yes. New goal, yeah. Then you, when you do your live, this is it. Oh, no, yeah. that's true. We're building up a lot. You're yeah. building up the see live your, on this one. See your <laughs> yeah. ass at 90s con. Okay, baby. That's yeah. Right, yeah. I did have like a little twinge of like, this is some strange butler behavior for him oh, to be like, <laughs> for him to be like queen of my heart and like kissing her on the forehead and all of these things. But also like, he's 
clearly been with the family since she was a baby. And he doesn't, I think because they cast it well enough, like it's 0% creepy vibes. I agree. No creepy vibes in my opinion either. It could have been worse with like a different actor. It could have just been like, totally. I I see what you mean. Yeah. Also, I agree. Very kind of European metro. Like it's almost like his thing with Jesse almost comes as a surprise. Like initially, I might have even assumed he was gay if he didn't get with Jesse at the end. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't want to drop a bomb here, but did you know that it's not Jesse? It's Chessy, C H. Oh, no, I did not know that. I don't, I don't mean to like shatter the illusion. I read it today and I was like, what the hell is that short for? I'm going to double check that right (laughs) fucking now because. I don't know how to feel about this. It's Chessy. C-H-E-S-S-Y. Wow. Yeah. That's a choice. Wow. But, but really, but what, what is, is that, short, that for? short for? Uh, yeah. Jessica. Jessica. No, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did that come from? She does give Chessy vibes. You know, yeah. now that we know, <laughs> I like love it. It's a great fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funnest fact I've got. We learn something every episode. <laughs> wild so yeah we are at this girls camp having a blast with one boy and their first kind of run in with each other is they have this like major fencing match what have you called a match i was trying to think yeah it's a fence yeah that sounds right i wrote battle but i that was (laughs) that's right yeah skirmish that would be (laughs) duel duel there you go i don't know if that's accurate but they're both very good at fencing they have all of these similarities and i was kind of like they haven't been raised around each other so it's one thing to have like the same allergy to have the same birthday Mm -hmm. (laughs) but to be like both really good at fencing and really good at poker i was like well the poker i could kind of so i'm guessing i'm filling in the gaps here right but like i'm thinking maybe that nick and elizabeth shared a love of poker and then brought it to for two days (laughs) yeah but right so these girls are really good at fencing like shot Shockingly so until one of them falls into a water trough, which I was like, what's that doing? There? I don't know. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> but Hallie is just not having it with Annie right away, which to me, I was like, what a missed opportunity. This girl straight up has your face and you yeah. are just like too proud to acknowledge it right away. There's yeah. no way. I think she was just scared of it. But when I was watching this again, I was so ready for the time when they weren't friends to be over because I just want them to be friends the whole time. (laughs) But it makes it when they're friends better, I think. But then you get that great line. It's like, I have class and you you don't. don't. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) You want them to just love each other instantly, but it takes a while for them to get to the knowing each other, the acceptance. But then when it does, it really just sort of rolls, which is kind of nice. Like they never go back. I'm not mad that we get the poker game and her having to jump in the lake naked. We get them like booby trapping their whole bunk. Exactly. Like those antics are a lot of fun. Yeah. And they they set it up for the later in the film because then when they're screwing with Meredith, you're like, oh, both of these people are like masters at pranks. And now they're like teaming up. This is going to be great. It's going to be like their the parents beginning. must have been really good Pranksters. at pranks too because yeah. they clearly pass it on to their children. <laughs> yeah. True. Hallie booby traps Annie's bunk. Yeah. They mm-hmm. both get in big trouble. They get sent to this isolation Iso- cabin. Yeah. Isolation cabin, which is like <laughs> a dream, to be honest. Wait, I was <laughs> that's like, right. that's, that's a true. reward. Yeah, I um, would love to be in the isolation camp for a minute. 
Oh my God, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like doing their, it almost seems like they then leave them there for the rest of the summer to just hatch their plan. It's wild to me. No one really comes in and they're just there in this isolation. (laughs) Forever with their like Venn diagrams and like all sorts of things. Oreo, yeah. yeah, we start the bonding. Over, which I'm sorry, nobody finds that disgusting. Am I? Yeah, am right. I, I, am I crazy? Am I the crazy one? I love peanut butter. I could yeah. literally eat it on anything. And Oreos and peanut butter, especially at that age, I feel like are such a oh my such god, a treat. it's like crack, right? yeah, <laughs> like yes. multiple cracks. It's like two it's cracks. Like, <laughs> it's like more than it's like having more than one crack. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. So when they were like, "That's so weird," everyone thinks that's gross. I was like, I must be in your family too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Oh, we're twins. So I always love the way that they have all that stuff in their trunk and everything and just like their little cuppy and the little details I think are so Mm -hmm. perfect. The Leonardo DiCaprio magazine. (laughs) Totally. Because everyone had that, right? So it was Mm -hmm. so current to that because that's Mm -hmm. what we all had. And it's that time of life too where you have your Leo poster, but you also need your stuffed animal, like your still straddling <laughs> right, those two worlds. Yes. Not a girl, not yet a woman. And right. we've all been there, except for you, Danny. Except for me. <laughs> I have not you been have there. not been there. No, still waiting. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, we are bonding. We finally are coming to the conclusion, even when they have the same birthday, as you said, they're just like, this is too weird. And so finally we have two halves of the same picture, which is their parents on their wedding night on this cruise. And I just wrote Lindsay Lohan's child acting is honestly lovely when they have the realization, like she starts to cry and it's like, oh, so good. But (laughs) when she's like, we're like sisters. No, we're like twins. twins. I'm like, you're not like twins. You are, you are twins. twins. <laughs> it's such a cute. I love that moment so much. And it does. It gets me choked up too. And she does such a great job of feeling that at that age of like yeah. what that would be like. How big to that find is. How big of a moment that is. And I think she does such a really amazing job at that. She yeah, does. Because I think we could we could very easily like get caught up in this is a plot. Like it's just a plot device to make things more complicated but like if she really plays it emotionally and you know when she meets her mom for the first time she's like totally overwhelmed and it just brings you back every time to like how crazy this is you know even when they see one another for the first time like how fucking crazy would it be to see someone who looked right. exactly like you and you, they like touch each other and like oh yeah I mean it was such a beautiful moment there was a part of me that was like so there's not even like a, I mean clearly it's like holy shit this is incredible but there wasn't like a t- any twinge of like Hey, what the fuck? Yeah, right. Oh, like, how did this come to be about? This is kind of messed up. There's really kind of none of that anywhere in this movie of like, uh, hello, how could you? I had a sister, <laughs> but we just kind of glossed right there. Very glass half full twins. Yes, that's very true. Glass, Love their optimism. Yes. <laughs> They kind of set to work since they don't ever have to go back to any other camp activities is what it seems like. They just get to hatch a plan all summer to switch places and reunite their parents. The transformation begins. We start cutting our hair, not chewing it off like an absolute sociopath. That's so great, though. <laughs> that is such a that is so funny. So ear. satisfying. <laughs> we have so the weird. piercing of the ear, which I d- did not remember 
that we actually see the needle go through. I yeah, mean, I'm assuming it. that's not really like, yeah, they no, I'm obviously sure. really do that, but it, but yeah, you got to see the whole thing and then the screaming and then the shot of like the camp and uh-huh. that's graphic for a Disney movie. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything wrong with just showing the real thing, because it would be incredibly hard to recreate that and not very hard to just do it for someone who's like some assistant on the set. It's like, Hey, can I get your ear for a second? And right. we'll just do it really quickly. Yeah. Like it won't hurt that much. No, like, no. Making an ear is gonna be really impossible. Dan, we just did face off. That's true. Right. So they did make an ear there. Okay. Yeah, they <laughs> made a whole they made a whole face. Oh, goddamn face on that. They made thing. a whole you, face. You just went on yeah. a tangent on full body clones with mag- with identical body hair placement. Like <laughs> we can get a little squishy ear ball. You That's know, a good point. Yeah. I still think it's some intern. Some some poor PA. They're like, do you're you like it in this you're business gonna do this. You're, yeah, they're screaming at that poor person <laughs> forcing their ear into the shot. And that was a real scream from them. All right. Yes. <laughs> That's Hollywood, baby. I'm Nicole. You know all about it. I'm sure. I know like, about it. You're out, you're out in Tinseltown. I mean, that's like, why yeah, you have so many that. piercings. Is that why? Yeah, you yeah, I, just, I can't stop. I just can't keep no. going. I just can't say no. Every time they pick up the phone, they're like, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. I think 20. I'm going to make it. And then I don't. And so I have 17, <laughs> 17 piercings, one for each failure. <laughs> God, what a fucked up business we find ourselves yeah. in. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, it's a whole different uh, podcast. <laughs> so we make it through. They are now super duper identical. Also, like, good on Hallie for picking up a British accent so quickly. Yeah. Great work. Hallie's on the plane to meet her mom. Oh, my God. This also broke my heart where she's just, like, whispering to herself, please like me. Please oh, like, like me. Like, yeah. I know. Oh, Martin comes to pick her up. She passes the handshake test. No problem. Yeah. Could have been disastrous for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like Hallie is pretty good at pretending to be Annie. Annie could have used some work. She's like, I agree with that. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Like, she's just always saying the weird phrases. Her dad and Chessie kind of like right off the bat are like, they know, you know, maybe they get away with it for as long as they do because the parents aren't used to having them both around at the same time. So it's like, they're not constantly seeing the differences between the two, but I just love it. It's their first time at camp. Like maybe they do like adopt some mannerisms from somebody else. Like I I can give that to them. For sure. Um, yeah. For I sure. did have the crazy thought, like, not that I entertained it for more than one second, where I was like, huh, Lindsay Lohan has a pretty good American accent. God, <laughs> she's yeah. not doing an American she's accent. Start- <laughs> she is American. Yeah. In her defense, she does. That's true. That's um, so I also, I can't believe we haven't brought up the internet theory about the two Lindsay Lohans. Do you guys know that? It's that there really were two Lindsay Lohans, and oh, one of Jesus. them grew up to be like, just like a scholar, <laughs> just a, uh, just a total different diverging sight. path. People are so weird. <laughs> yeah. People oh, yeah. People are so weird. Like, how exhausting <laughs> must it be to have those thoughts? Like, there isn't one Lindsay Lohan. There's two. There's two. And <laughs> then a scholar. I'm going like, to spread the word. That's Didn't true. Lindsay Lohan give you enough? Why yeah. did you why do you need two of her? Well, there's That's the same it. theory for Army Hammer when he played the two Winklevoss twins. There's Army Hammer and, Le- and his twin Leggy Hammer. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, help. No, no. One is enough. We're good. One is enough. One is it's true. Yeah. Hallie gets home to her mother's house. She sees her grandfather, Paul grandfather. grandfather. And, and this moment, this slow motion moment where she sees her mother for the first time, another near tear jerking moment for me. Just, ugh, and watching her kind of like take in all of the frilly girly things that she never grew up around and just, oh my God, so beautiful. It was just so, so beautiful. beautiful. I loved, yeah. And I loved that moment of like her mom coming down the stairs. Yeah. So we good. so rarely in cinema get moments where somebody's never met their mother and then they do. And then she's actually wonderful and lovely. Like it's usually the opposite. Yeah. I agree. Right, right. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, it's weird because Hallie has this really hard time like pulling it together meeting Elizabeth. I feel like Annie's she meets her dad for the first time and she could like not cry. I'm like, wow, that is really amazing. You could like really hold it together. She's British. She's got a hardened <laughs> hard soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps it together. Oh, and then I love it. They're just like, ooh, photo shoot emergency. Like, what do we do with this veil? It's like, I know, put it on a top hat. <laughs> Fashion. And it's not a attractive at all like it it's is like no. the worst, worst thing i've really ever bad. seen really bad like, how like, is this a thing my girlfriend said it looked like dumb and dumber when they dress oh, up in right. those yeah it's true this is like a high-end fashion designer in london they're like yes absolutely good call also throw your child in there let's take yeah. some pictures with her <laughs> right. yeah it's all so bizarre but again like she's in heaven because she's like oh my gosh my mom is the coolest finally we get home to daddy he can absolutely get it he's just fucking That's delicious. Oh my God. When he says, get into these arms, you little punk. I was like, that line would work on me as well. <laughs> yeah. As an adult. As an adult woman. That's the only pickup line I ever need. Uh-huh. 100%. <laughs> We get home to this just incredible house on the vineyard. It's unreal. I was also like, Chessy seems completely just like immune to his charm. How how do you know this man for years and there's no part of you? Like she just kind of talks about him like he's like average Joe, kind of a pig. Like Meredith would only clearly be with him for his money. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a million reasons for Meredith to be with him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I get Meredith's deal, but I don't understand how Chessie's not in love oh, with yeah, Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yes. Maybe she's just known him for so long that she just finds him to be like her brother. I yeah. don't or maybe know. she's just got a type and maybe he's yeah, not and uh, tall and British right. enough. Butler. I was yeah. going to say, <laughs> right. he's the butler guy. Right. Yeah. She's been like washing his skin mark underwear for 20 right. years. That's and what I'm yes. like, she's like, like, like she's basically married to him, which is why like she has no feelings towards him. Anymore. Yes. Right. She's just she's been married to him for 20 years and it's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's got to be some fan fiction out there that does this. Oh, I'm Someone sure got someone's got it covered it. already. Yeah. But until then, we just meet this saucy minx, Meredith Blake, who is just, just first terrible. of all, 26 years old over my dead body. Okay. Yeah, that's such a thing of those movies. The industry has like shifted a little bit and now people look a little bit more the age. Back then you looked like she looked like she was in her and I don't mean this in a bad way. I think she's gorgeous, but like she looked like she was like late 30s, early 40s. An adult. An adult woman. An adult woman. Like 
and in the best way possible. She's hot yes. and like, but without 26, a doubt, like make, make her 30, maybe too. Like, yes. you know, would have been super believable. Obviously for kids, we're just like, okay, grown up's a grown up. Yeah. But that's what I was thinking. For me, and also now, you get all those barbs from Annie yeah. slash Hallie. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, and those were very gratifying, but I was just like, because now I, I look at a 26 year old and I'm like, oh, you're a baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a whole different, yeah. It's so different. Very different perspective. But yeah, she is just Evil sassy and awful. And but ooh, but, but such also a good a character. A so delicious good. Such a delicious character. like what a dream to yeah. get to play that job. Oh God. Yeah. The most fun, the most fun roles. And it's clear that dad is not telling Annie something about Meredith. We know Meredith for all of five minutes before we get a line about her sending her to boarding school, which had to happen. Annie's not exactly like also the dog is like super onto her. Chessie's kind of like, what's going on with you? What did she say? Oh, you gave me a fright. Like, yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. A- she's on to her immediately. I so love it. Good. And I kind of love that we clue Chessie in early on. I'm glad also that they do that too. If they didn't do something with that and everyone was just in the dark while these two kids are like masterminds, totally. of, it's just too many loopholes. So I feel like that was a good move on their Especially part. Especially getting right. grandpa in there with his bankroll. Yeah, so uh, exactly. Yeah. Right. And I don't think it would have aged as well or be as still fun for adults to watch if they had dumbed it down that much. Where it's like, there are so many kids' movies out there, especially from our era, where like every adult is a fucking idiot. Right. And it's just like, kids rule, adults are dumb. Like, they'll, they're never onto us. Whereas this, it was like the adults were all sort of in on it. Even the night where they set up the parents on a date, like, they're not being like, what? What's going on? What's all this? Like, they're just like, okay, we see what you're doing. Yeah. Let's just yeah. like go with this, you know, everybody's sort of on the same page in reality, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what we want to be. <laughs> we, that's where we want to be. be. Yeah. So Jesse finds out and is super emotional, which then again, like leads me to think between Chessie and Martin, they both feel very like emotionally charged towards the other twin, right? which leads me to believe that they knew them. Like Chessie said, like she saw her when she came home from the hospital. So yeah. there had to have been a time where they were all kind of in the same place. Yes. Well, I think they probably, they made a go of it maybe, right? You know, they had these kids and maybe they had like a year where they tried to make it work and maybe it didn't work out. So then Chessie and, you know, everyone would know one another that would work out. So Chessie and Martin had never met each other in the mm-hmm. past, even though they were both around for the oh. kids and babies. Okay, it's a little tough to explain. Maybe one of them wasn't around as long as the other. Yeah, maybe Martin just knew of it. Yeah. So he was just emotional, but Chessie had seen both of them. It has to be that. When you really think about some of the stuff, like the unanswered questions of (laughs) a lot of the stuff, when you lay them out like this, it does feel like, why did this stuff go sort of missing in the planning of this? Why is the decision to not sort of lay out the groundwork? Because essentially you could handle all of these things with one line. Yes, you can really with like one line. And I understand them not doing it in the 60s because they just didn't have to back then. I don't think people cared as much, but they could have very easily done that in this modern version. And it would have just been like, believable and fine. I actually think because they made it in the 60s, they were able to have more leeway with it because they were able to see what worked 
I think a good amount of people probably even know this story and they right. like, let, they, let's they've just already jump bought right into in. it. Yeah. Or yeah. something like you that. You just don't, you're, you're already hooked into it. You overlook that stuff. Whereas now I feel like when people have bad finales or finales with loopholes or things that are left unsaid, then everyone's up in arms and freaking out. But there's something right. about it from back one then that I don't think, <laughs> yeah, I mean, truly. In the same way that, you know, the more we look into it, the more we're like, ooh, weird choices, bad parenting. It's almost like if we give the audience more details, does it just remind them more that these characters can right, really easily right. be That's unlikable? Yeah. You know, like if we just don't even lay out the breadcrumbs, they're not going to go down the trail. But that's what oh. these podcasts are for. That's yeah, what that's the podcasts are for. It, that's what we get to do it here. Yeah. <laughs> I do have one more fun fact about something that you just said before we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. So when Chessie realizes who it is, apparently that scene took 73 takes and it was filmed over several days because they wanted to get it just right. And I was thinking, I think that's my favorite part of a movie. It really is so great. It when is she's great. Like, she's like, what do you want? What? <laughs> She said, you want to pick it? You know what? I'm just going to make everything. (laughs) Yeah. 73 takes. The fact that they took that much care in a quote unquote kids movie in the 90s is actually very impressive to me. I agree. They were like, we need to get, it's not like it was a car chase explosion scene that we need to get right. It was like a single moment. And obviously I love the 90s, but like, it's not known for the best acting of all time. No. I'll just say that. Right. I agree. Kudos. I mean, I appreciate it on the other end of it. It's got to be one of those things. I would think that if you were a director, this scene that I'm working on could be in someone's memory for the rest of their lives. Like, I'm going to remember that scene forever. And it might just be one of these things like, I just need to get this movie done. But in reality, it could mean a lot to somebody. When you're Um, making a piece of art, those moments matter. Team Chessie. Yeah. Then we have another great scene where dad is trying to tell Annie that <laughs> God, I, I loved this, this probably more now than I did. Me then. too. I thought it was really the way funny. he phrases it is he wants to make Meredith part of the family. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, just it's a great idea. Elated. She's like, really? <laughs> yeah. I always wanted a sister. sister like, <laughs> that line is so great. It's so, Could good. You? It's so great. Brilliant. And just brilliant like way to make your dad feel like a total creep dick like there's nowhere to go from there no there's no coming back from that you're gonna adopt her and his (laughs) face when she says that is so great if we had like a sound effect for that moment it would just be like glass shattering like i don't know if he ever (laughs) sees her the same after that yeah or himself because it is one of those things like you were saying like it really shines a light on maybe how odd this is you know he's like am i gross right because if my daughter is not being like you know a smart ass then it's really weird if she yeah. really thinks on, you know, like. right and that like she played it so brilliantly because she could have just been like dad she's old enough to be my sister but because she played it really genuinely excited and happy, then it's like it punch so, in the stomach yeah, it was yeah. So, yes i totally agree so, so effective and then we have you know our first kind of upfront honest conversation between annie and meredith this was one where i was like kind of surprised that this made the cut in a disney movie she kind of calls meredith out and it's just like well marriage is supposed to be more than just sex isn't it like yeah i was like right. yeah i remember that from my childhood being like oh i don't I, i've never heard this kind of dialogue before yeah which i mean granted like it's being shoved in our face like essentially now watching as an adult it's very clear to me that meredith is just trying to like fuck him blind all the way to the altar yes 100 yes. like, <laughs> just like constantly so that he's not doesn't have a moment to think about the decision he's about to make but the fact that your 11 year old just called it out is like ooh. 
okay. She's a yeah. she's a badass. I mean, there's also like a couple of little like lines in here that are pretty funny too, where it's like, uh, and you know, you'll be starting to think about boys soon. She's like, please, I don't even have my 12 year old molars yet. Take it from someone who got their 12 year old molars pretty early. In pretty life. early. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of little. I think they do think about that when they're doing like a movie that's for kids and for adults, that's going to get through the mesh of a child's, you know, net. The, the filter. The, yeah. It'll pass right by the people who really don't need to hear it, but like mm-hmm. it needs to be pretty subtle and good. We cut back to England. Mom finds out she's way calmer than I would be. Mm-hmm. And she just does the kind of like sweet British mom thing. That's like, oh, my darling. But like, I was just like, no, no guilt or like kind of feeling like you need to apologize to this child who you kind of abandoned. Well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she quickly spirals when yeah. they start <laughs> yeah. to go. And but see- it's more about seeing Nick again. Yes. Right. That's it's, true. It's more like, do I look old or am I still hot? Yes. <laughs> It's not anything to do with the kids, which is so well, really, and they and they, they don't really seem to care that much. Right, either. right. So if they don't care, then who There's cares? No, like, Mom, care. how could yeah. you give me away? Like if she would have pointed it out, we just sort of does kind of divorce. We're just yeah. like it's a you divorce theme. Yep. Yeah. And also like in in a practical way, like I think that they're just like, we need to get this plot going. Like th- this movie <laughs> is two hours and 10 minutes long. And for a 1990s Disney movie, that's like 40 minutes longer than anything. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Right? It is. It's a bit long. It's got like mm-hmm. three acts in a way that yeah. like, the time with Meredith is its own like kind of like mini journey. Ebert's in his review, he kind of talks about how this movie almost feels Shakespearean in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it does. It has those different acts. It has the like the lovers coming back together. It has the servant lovers coming together. That's like it true. has a yeah. lot of elements. Speaking of moving the plot along. Yeah, I'm really. Gonna, we got to, um, we got to get on this. Through. <laughs> we got to pick no. up the pace. <laughs> Mom is freaking out. The British contingent is flying to California unbeknownst to Nick and Meredith. They are scoping out a wedding venue. Her parents are also total trash people. It's like <laughs> almost bizarre. That is like probably the, the one like caricature moment in the whole movie where the parents are like well he's rich yeah <laughs> like yeah, yes, yes. do you know that she's the the mother is the person who played meredith or she wasn't called meredith but the the mean woman in the first movie <gasps> what oh really yeah that, I, that's what i read what a fun Whoa, easter egg that's a fun fact that's a good oh my one, god yeah. she was like the meredith of the first movie and then grew up and produced another Meredith. And produced another Gosh, Meredith. Wow. There I were a ton that. of like connections between the new and the old movie, but there was just too many to even really. Uh, like yeah, apparently sure they're all over the place. Yeah. Directs everywhere. Mom shows up, wasted off the plane. The mom is with the two girls together and is like, okay, I know what you're doing now. This is insane. She also has just seen Nick in the elevator with Meredith smooching all over him. So she kind of loses her shit. Nick sees Elizabeth for a split second and it's just like, screw Bang. Meredith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's this back woman. in, immediately oh. back in, which I love. Like, oh my God, yes. Too. He's just no. like, watch her. I need to go find the woman I mean, of my dreams. It also just shows you to, I hope, but I could be wrong, is that I think that like, even just today in today's world, there's so much oversaturation of like, the half naked people on social media. And I'm not saying there's mm-hmm. anything wrong with that. We all want to feel a little hot. And like, I think that's totally fine. And Mm -hmm. I think feel hot, you know, but that there's something to be said about the personalities of people and being in love with the human being and the type of person that you are. I think so too. I think that he was able to like protect himself, his brain by kind of forgetting about how much he loved her for a second. And then 
yeah. he saw her, he was like, oh. Yeah, that's forget, the real deal. It's the best. Yeah. Oh. And then he's oh, it's just so like perfect. going yeah. everywhere, trying to find her and then like stumbling all over the pool deck, teaser and inevitably, of course, falls in the pool. But nothing matters. Like when they are like walking towards each other, the chemistry is so palpable. It's, it's weird because we've only seen them together for like 20 seconds in the credits. And yet yeah. still, it's totally real. So everyone finally meets up. The jig is up. The girls somehow are able to lure them away from Meredith for a night to this yacht. And I was really glad because this happens to me a lot while we're watching movies for this podcast where I'm like, okay, how are they doing this thing? And once again, like they read my mind where I was like, how are they paying for this? Yes. And then immediately Dennis Quaid's like, how are you paying for this? And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. This movie always has my back. Yeah. It's got our backs. It's Somebody also keep, keeping Pop Pop like in the it. background too because he can't make it over for the trip but he's right with, he's there in spirit yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> grandfather oh grandfather. grandfather i'm sorry i was thinking what very a, specific very specific of course they recreate sort of this magical night on a boat akin to their wedding and how they met and this is where we sort of get the vague very vague backstory of how they split essentially all we get is like we were young we had tempers we said things we didn't mean she threw a blow dryer at him and then she just packed up and left and he didn't come after her did they go somewhere and live somewhere together for a while was she gone already by the time she was pregnant and then just shift a kid over like how we have no idea this is kind of like a bad excuse but one that i actually agree with here i think you could use it for anything but i do feel like it's true that sometimes when you're omitting things it lets you fill in the things you want it to be obviously she got pregnant on their wedding night because we go right. from their wedding night to 11 years and nine months later. I'm not a mathematician, but the- <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be like a classic too fast and then careers and dis- yes. like there's got to be something yeah. in that where you can just chalk it up to something. Yeah, it's not like unbelievable that. that they knew each other for a week on a boat, got married, got pregnant. And we're like, this is insane and not yeah, totally. going to work. Like that is actually extremely possible. Yeah. We all just are nosy and wanted. I think it's because like we love to watch them together so much that that's why I'm like, but why? You right, know? we yeah. demand an answer because it doesn't make right. sense. Like you right. guys are so cool. So it doesn't make sense at all. We'll never get we'll them. Never we'll get never them. get it until we get that prequel. Right, Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> come on out, girl. Come back from Greece. Come back from Greece, baby. You got this. <laughs> we need this. We need, we this need you. you. Anywho, the parents are rehashing some things. It's clear the chemistry there, but mom is just kind of like constantly pulling away from this. And again, we don't really know why, but she just is like not giving in, even though it just seems like Dennis Quay would throw himself off this boat for her if she asked. Yeah, I think he's she's being the mature dope. one though, because it really does feel like he's like going to get married to this woman, and he just kind of wants to throw it away in the yeah. second. Like it seems too impulsive. It is impulsive, but I know I. Uh, I just want them to be together. She's so being respectful of him, but I agree. I wish that they would just like I'm like. But then we would have no movie. So right, right. exactly. Sure, yeah. We need a little dramatic. We need a little dramatic. Yes. yes. We need Meredith to get hers. And in order for that to happen, we need them not <laughs> right. to get together right now. Exactly. Yeah. Right. This is true. This is true. And Meredith is about to get hers in probably one of the most iconic 
sequences in this movie, the girls are like, all right, listen up. We're not going to tell you who's who until we go on a family camping trip together. And they're like, all right, we honestly (laughs) have no idea who you are, who is who. So I guess we have to go on this camping trip. Meredith shows up. And of course, like, I don't blame her. It's like, I'm not super comfortable with you going on a camping trip with your ex-wife. Elizabeth just pulls the old switcheroo and is like, you go. Well, first she's like, you come along. And then she's like, I'm not going, which I was like, okay. Yeah. So uh, I have this question for both of you. Do you think that she did that because she knew that she was going to show her true colors? I feel like there was like a little bit of knowing, but also it could stem with the fact of like, no, let's just see how she does on a camping trip with two young girls. Like you go for right. it, you do it and you see if you can sort of crack, you know what I mean? Like let yeah. them mm-hmm. see how they bond together or whatever. Like it could have been a little bit of that yeah. or a little bit of like, I know exactly what's going to happen when <laughs> yeah. they yeah. get there, that's, that's you know? Yeah. There are so many possibilities. And also part of it could have been like, I would rather die than go camping on a trip with the man I love and his fiance, like smooching all over him. Like, why would I ever want to put myself in that position? And also like her just feeling like it's not appropriate for me to go. Like you guys are going to be the family soon. And somewhere in the back of her mind, she had to know that this girl was going to just- None of that was genuine. Yeah. Oh my God. She had to know this girl was going to blow shit up. They go on this camping trip, Meredith, Nick, and the girls, and the girls are just torturing her in the best way possible. In the best way possible. It's so good. I mean, and especially (laughs) on someone like that on a camping trip is just so perfect. You always remember that, you know, the scene with the lizard and stuff like that. But I actually think the funniest parts where you're watching it were when she needs to go to the bathroom in the woods or something like that. And she's like clapping to keep away the, the mountain lion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there's a few things that I didn't remember. So one, like filling her Prada backpack with rocks. Genius. Yes. <laughs> so good. Great. Putting the lizard on her Evian, which also wasn't her name Evian in Superstar. I think you're right. Because it's like your name after bottled water. Like that's like oh, a nice. line. Oh, yeah, that's said, right. You're named after. She is. She's named after. Her Evian. name is That's Evian. Right. You're right. There is and so when line. she's like, somebody hand me my Evian, I was like, oh, Evian. <laughs> so what a good callback. It clicked yeah, it's nice for me. Callback. <laughs> it all clicked for me in that moment. They put the lizard on her Evian, then they put it in her hair. It crawls into her mouth hole. And I was so really funny. trying to look closely, being like, okay, is this a CGI lizard? How are we getting this very real looking lizard squirming around in her mouth? I've got the answer. I didn't know okay. if it was okay. According to Elaine Hendricks in the scene involving a lizard, it was a real lizard a fake lizard and a mechanical lizard. So I guess a real (laughs) lizard, meaning like they used a real lizard and parts of it, a fake lizard, meaning a CGI lizard and then a mechanical lizard to wiggle around in her mouth, I guess. So they did all of the things and had all the different, that makes sense. I I mean, that makes sense. I'm okay with that. that. That's the way to do it. Everyone is right. Yeah. I would have been happy and upset if there had been a real lizard in her mouth. So yeah. Yes, right. Everybody wins. This it would have just been too. I mean, like that's like some jackass type stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, right. like that. Like, I don't need. We don't need that. Do seventy three takes on two lines. Like, yeah. go for, shoot for the stars. But we don't need royal lizards and we mammals. We don't need on this a lizard one. in that. Totally agree. <laughs> She's covering herself in sugar water and getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, smacking the sticks together. And I just love that. He's just is like so amused by it. He's like, "What are you doing?" What what's going on? What's going on? Even as she's saying it, she's realizing she's like, I'm trying to protect from mountain lions or whatever. And she's like, 
there are no mountain lions. But she still and keeps she falling goes, for it. Yeah, she. but that's the other thing too, is that I think someone like that is so webbed up in their own world that they wouldn't dare to not take the advice because then what if it is true? You know what I right. mean? Right, she knows nothing right, about true. camping. She nothing. She's falling yes. for it all. She's pissed. And like her way of taking revenge is walking up to him and making out with him in front of his kids, which is like, yeah, Pretty good, good revenge. Touche, like gross, but yes, effective. And then, of course, like the pièce de résistance, they drag her air mattress into the lake while she's sleeping, and she wakes up in the middle of the lake. I love it. It's so gratifying. She comes stomping back. She's like a wet cat. She does look like a wet cat. And she looks mad. I mean, her facial expressions are so impeccable. Her eyes, like I can picture, I've always been able to picture what her eyes look like in that scene. She's just oh, it's like, terrifying. She gives them the ultimatum. It's me or them. Get the picture. And, then and how says, did she think that? She, they, I don't know how she got in a million years. There's probably an asshole dad out there that would have said like, okay. Right. Or, right. or we'll talk about it later or yeah. something I'm like going that. To stay yeah. With your yeah, mom yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. And then he just says them. It's nice because obviously like they're punished and he's putting on stern dad face in front of them, but he's not mad about it. Like he's no. clearly not upset by this. He goes back. He's like clearly so happy to be with Elizabeth. And he even says, remind me to thank them one day. Yeah. And she's yeah, just like, oh, swoony. Mom and dad are spending time together. He's showing her around and it's takes happening. her down to the wine cellar and tells her that he has tracked down every single bottle that's ever been made of the wine that they drank on their wedding night. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I it's have goosebumps again. So just good. It's so it. good. I think my favorite piece of acting is in this scene when Chessie comes home and it's like she's got a key. And then she kind of like retreats into kind of like that this lighting. Light. Yeah. yeah. It's and like it's very, like she's very scared. Like she I just, wonder if it's like kind of a if it was a callback to maybe something that they did in the movie in the 60s, because that's a very kind of 60s black and white movie technique with lighting to have them mm-hmm. like back up and it's just light over the eyes. Yeah. And yeah. everything else is kind of in shadow and it's very effective it was a very effective movie moment and it's like a complicated sentiment like it it speaks a lot it says a lot about why she's not been gung-ho about this the whole time like she has a reservation she just doesn't want to get hurt and like that little small moment like says a lot to me oh and when he says you know you don't have to be so brave all the time it broke my heart and i just wrote in all caps why is she resisting this you know the fiance's out of the picture i mean i get it because she kind of later goes into like this is too complicated essentially like how could this possibly work so i guess she just has a wall up you just want them to be together so badly yeah yeah. Oh man. She's a stronger woman than I. I don't, <laughs> I'd be like, fuck it. I'll give a shit in the morning. Like just- <laughs> she rejects him and that's the end of the movie. They never that's get it. back. The end. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. The can end. you imagine? I'd be like, oh. fuck this broke, movie. Broke my little heart when I saw it. That was the case. Yeah. They leave on a rainy day. Mom and Annie go back to London, which I'm really relieved that they didn't make us wait too long. Like another montage yes, of them me like too. trying to live I normal totally life. And like, oh my I God. And just totally being miserable. Agree. Nobody wanted to see that. We wanted it exactly what we got, which is they walk into their flat and Hallie and Nick are there. They beat them to it. And they're just like, we're not going to let you get away again. Yeah. What, what did they say? It took perfect. about three hours. 
before we figured out we were making the wrong choice or something like that? No, like 30 seconds. Oh, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. 30 seconds. That's a long time. That's a long time. (laughs) You know, we slept on it. Yeah, we slept on it. We had a meal. Chessie made us everything, a sandwich. We made made a pros and cons list. Yeah, we made a whole list. A couple glasses of wine. wine. We really struggled with it. Yes. (laughs) No, 30 seconds. And... I love this moment where she's like, what, Nick, you think I'm just going to go weak at the knees and say, let's pick up where we left off and all this stuff. And he's just like, yes. And this was the line that I remember that I like, can't believe I remembered, but just has clearly stayed with me where he's like, you don't have to cry hysterically. And she's like, oh, yes, I do. Yes. I do. Yeah. It's such a perfect ending to a movie and the rain, like it just was chef's kiss. In my opinion. Yes. Everything about this movie is gratifying. And there are some movies where like, I know in some parts we need to build a ton of tension or we need to like draw some things out. But I just love that they didn't make us suffer too much. They didn't. Just the right amount. Yeah. Yeah. They teased at some things, but for the most part, we got the payout that we wanted at almost every turn. Mm -hmm. And it just felt great. It It felt so good. And it felt like they just really, I think, put a lot of care into those moments that sort of sit with you. And when you think about two people who want to be together, you feel that and they give us that moment that you're just like, oh, yeah. Oh God, when they kiss at the the end and you just realize like there's nothing standing in their way now from like a perfect, wonderful life together. It just feels so good, especially because like their fucking life is going to be great. They have a fucking house, two amazing homes and great jobs, great kids. Like they're rich, you're beautiful, you're in love. Like all is well. I'm happy for you guys. Watch out world. Right. I was now thinking like, these girls are going to grow up. Like, what kind of adults will they be? Their life is amazing. Their life is so good. I think they grew up to be good girls. I think so, too. I think I so, too. One professional fencer, of course, and the other professional poker player. Yeah, exactly. That's right. the only two professions that's that the I can, only two I can options see that they for. could ever have. They were predestined <laughs> right. at birth. And they're like, we never had to work. Just yeah, so we never know. had to worry about any of this. <laughs> our mom is a famous designer and our dad owns a vineyard. So yeah, yeah Hallie probably took over the vineyard is my I'm guess. guessing. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Annie didn't ever seem like she was like super into the design part. No, but probably something like in that world because she has the connections. Like, yes, maybe something mm-hmm. in PR. I don't Ooh, know. She makes an agency. That'd be good. They're thriving. Yeah. Oh, they're definitely thriving. Oh, yeah. They are thriving. So closing thoughts and ratings. Even though there are holes in the film, it still hits my heart so well. And I can watch it, even though I've watched it a thousand times, I could watch it a thousand more times. I think we can sort of shy past some of the things. I'm going to give this movie 10 Oreos covered in (laughs) peanut butter. There we go. That's the one. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely nailed it. I very much agree. I think in order for a movie to make us see past some of the the holes and some of the unexplained moments, it needs to be really fucking good. And this movie is really fucking good. It was even honestly even better than I remembered it. And Mm -hmm. it's aged so well. Zero percent cringe. I'm going to give this movie nine nannies and butlers in love. Ooh, I really like that. That's great. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. No pressure, Daniel. No yeah, there's pressure. a lot of pressure on me right now. You can okay. do it. There's so many things to pull. There's so many there's things. so many. This is gonna be a letdown. But okay, so <laughs> I just really I love this movie. You know, it was one of the five movies I had when I was a kid, and I would just watch it over and over again with my sister. And again, like both of you said, it just it holds up so well, even just watching it for this podcast. It's not an overly complicated movie, but it's executed so well. And there's no fat on this movie. Lindsay Lohan kills it. The casting is amazing. You get to see the bad guy get their comeuppance and the people who are supposed to fall in love, fall in love. I'm going to give this movie eight and a half royal flushes. Ooh! Wow. Okay. Okay, good. I really thought you might go with like eight and a half lizards in mouths. I (laughs) I almost thought that I was was going to say it's going to be something with fencing. I was like, but this was even better. Nicole, we had so much fun having you on today. Thank Thank you you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. It's so fun to just hear you guys chat about it and sort of break things down. And I just think it's really fun. And especially just for all these, you know, nostalgic movies. You get to enjoy them even more when you like spend more time with them. And so, and thank you for choosing such a wonderful movie. Yeah. I made Dan watch Twilight two weeks ago and I, he might still be mad at me, but this, well, I, this was hopefully no redemption. redemption. Yeah, this was without, redemption. Without I a got doubt. the taste right out of my mouth. I feel great now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nicole, the floor is yours to tell people whatever you want to tell them about you and where to find you. Oh, well, oh my gosh, let me tell you, you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Nicole Travolta. You can find me on TikTok at Nicole Travolta. And then, I mean, sure, you could go to YouTube, same thing, Twitter, same thing. Right, I'm all over all the internet. The board. I'm all over <laughs> the internet. But really just Instagram and TikTok is where you should go. And let me tell you, it will not be hard to find her because her videos are- They are so old, funny. So good. Oh, yeah. This girl is a master of silly and we love it. Oh, you're the and best. Well, so you you're cut takes one to know one, baby. Internet friends. Nicole, oh thank gosh. you so much. This thank is you so, so much. Yeah. Thank you so much Thanks for having to, me. Thanks to everybody listening. Thank you for leaving your lovely reviews and ratings. If you love what you hear, let us know. Sending reviews means the world to us. We have recently been ranked at number 63 in the United States in our category, which is very exciting at such an very early fun. stage. So thank you guys so much for your support. And let us know what you want to hear. Reach out on Instagram or TikTok at the Millennial Movie Club and let us know what movies you want to hear about or which guests you want to hear us talk to. That's it. Good night, everybody. Enjoy <laughs> some Oreos, everybody. Night, night. Thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Movie Club. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and write us a glowing review. We are millennials. We kind of need the validation. For even more goodies, be sure to follow Millennial Movie Club on TikTok and Instagram. Later, Later days. days.